Hey everybody, and welcome to the Doctors Running Virtual Roundtable, where we, three doctors of physical therapy, discuss the art and the science and stuff that we're putting on our feet. Today's an exciting day. We have to talk about one of the new uh, marathon racers. It is the Adidas Heady Zero Pro, and uh, I'm not going to talk about it because I don't have it, but I'm here to... I don't know. I'm here to be here, I suppose. You are an important member of this team, and you're the best one at facilitating these conversations. <laughs> what Matt said. Yes. Make yourself useful somehow, Nate. All right, I'll try. So <laughs> let's, let's facilitate by ourselves, right? It's worth everybody. Yeah. David, why don't you give us some quick specs? Okay, so we're looking at a 32-millimeter uh, in the heel, 22-millimeter in the forefoot, so it's a 10-millimeter drop. Uh, at a men's size nine, we're looking at an 8.3 ounce weight to it. Um, I measured my own at nine and a half, and it actually was 8.34 or something. So I don't know if it runs a little lighter than advertised or not. 8.7 ounces for men's size 10. Yeah. Um, some of the notable features to the shoe, you're looking at the same cellar mesh upper they've been doing in some of the other performance shoes coming out lately. Uh, it's single layer. It's reinforced very well, but it's also insanely light and breathable, and you can like literally see through the thing. It's insane. And um, you're also looking at a combination of a dual uh, midsole with a boost heel and a light strike throughout kind of the rim. It's You have boost through the midline of the shoe and then light strike lining the medial and lateral aspects of the shoe throughout up until toe-off. So we'll get into it a little bit later as to why that's a special design. And then obviously the bread and butter of why it's a super shoe and what's going on in the world is the Carbotex carbon fiber plate. And so it's supposed to be full length and multi-directional. Um, besides that, don't really know too much else. So we, we've been told apparently that it sits right below the foot. So it's not in the like directly in the midsole it's sitting almost like a topsole kind of it's called a Carbotex plate. So Adidas actually used that many, many years ago in some of their older racers. And are, they are, this is not the first time they've used carbon fiber plates, but they're bringing it back. So yeah, so it's right there. Nice continental outsole and the forefoot here. Some of those traditional, what do they call these? I call them nubs. No, I don't. I, there's a name for it that we probably should have known, but, oh. but yeah, it's a very interesting shoe. Uh, it was 180 bucks. And I said this review, I ordered these expecting to not like them, and I had the exact opposite experience, and it was worth every penny. It was good. So, David, do you want to start out? Because you're the, uh, normally our Adidas guy. Yeah, so I'm a, I'm a Three Stripes guy, so if any Adidas people out there are listening. But <laughs> Man, I just took uh, my job of facilitating the conversation. Why am I even here? <laughs> Sorry! <laughs> All right, <laughs> All right, we'll take a quick break. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, The Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Okay, we're back. Uh, David, can you tell us what you like about this shoe? 
I think one thing that stands out right away, I love the seller mesh upper. I mean, if you read my written review on the RC2, I fell in love with that upper as well. Uh, there is a little bit of a difference. The upper is very similar throughout. The tongue is a little bit more snug. It holds on the dorsum of the foot there very, very well without being overbearing. It's a little short on the length. It's not the longest tongue in the world, so but it's long enough and gets the job done. There isn't a heel counter. I mean, there kind of is, but it's more reinforcement. It's very thin. Like, it goes along the midline right there, but there's none on the other sides. And it's, it's just that little bit, and it's got that little retro curve design, so you don't have any Achilles irritation as well. Um, it does fit a little bit long. It's, that's just how all the Adidas shoes seem to run in the Adi Zero line. They all run a little bit long. Um, but nine and a half still worked true to size for me, but you could potentially go a half size down, um, if you like that snug performance like fit, but, uh, that's the upper is probably the first thing that speaks volumes to me. Um, I know Klein loves the midsole design, so I'll let him go in all of his details on that one. So when you, when you talk about the, the heel counter, so that, that little ridge on the posterior side of it, how, how rigid is that? Like that that semi, it's not really that rigid. It's just kind of there for a little bit of support. It's not a plastic, is it plastic or is it? Yeah, I mean, look, I can even. Okay. It's not, it's not that rigid. It's just more like to actually hold the heel up more than anything. Got it. I'm only very sensitive to heel counters and I had absolutely no trouble with this, like zero. Uh, right. It's so minimal there that, and there's this so much flexibility. This, but it's still fairly secure for me. And the other part about the upper is I love. It's kind of got this booty construction only on the medial side, so it actually ends up hugging the arch fairly well. So again, super smooth, good fit to this. It's a little long. I had to wear kind of thicker socks to get this to fit exactly the way I wanted. So you could go half size down, but totally agree with David that, yeah, the the upper's pretty good. You might have to save up and get Nathan a pair. <laughs> so dig into the midsole. Okay. Yeah, it's my favorite. So one of the things I really like, this is the first time I've tried Light Strike, and I was, again, a little apprehensive about it, but the combination works very well. So most of the time in stability shoes, a post is, is where you have a denser material usually on the inner side and a softer material on the outer side, and that's supposed to help correct pronation, which is not a thing. It's just basically to have your foot take the path of least resistance toward the softer foam. Now, what Adidas did is they put light strike on either side here to balance out the super soft boost. When you do adjust boost sole, a lot of times it can be a little unstable. I've had, I, I like their trainers, but they're a little unstable for me just because there is not enough structure there because there's so much boost. This solves the problem. Having the light strike on either side really creates a nice, stable ride that's still bouncy, and it basically controls the boost. So I still feel the boost throughout the, the length of this, but it's controlled, and it almost feels like the shoe is gently not forcing me, not a post, not anything pushing in, but gently guides me forward in a really nice way. In addition to the Carpetex plate right under the foot also, I can't feel the plate until unless I'm running fast, but it feels really good. It feels very stable, and again, not in a bad way, not in like, oh, I feel this art thing pushing into my arch. The other thing I really like is, although I was, when I first looked at these, I was going to ding these guys for having some posterior heel flare, but it's, it's beveled so well and the boost is so soft, landing back here is so smooth. It's smooth like butter. 
I found this shoe is, again, there's a little more weight to this. There's a little more cushion under this and a little more substance than some of the other super shoes. But I found that I could use this for easy runs, not recovery runs. That's not good enough for that. And then, again, almost all workouts I've taken this thing on have been beautiful, right? So temple runs, longer efforts, hill stuff, a little more limited at the, like, really fast, like, sprints, like, getting to that 5K pace. But everything else is just smooth as butter. This shoe will get you to move and will keep you consistent. It's not the lightest one, right? So 8.3 to 8.7 ounces, depending on your size, an even greater variety there. But man, this ride is smooth. And it's one of those few shoes where I'm like, yeah, I'm, and I'm a heel striker, right? I'm usually back there unless things are going really fast. And I could feel myself laying there, but it felt good. It felt good yeah. to let me like let this thing take me through the motion. And when I wasn't running fast, the plate didn't get in the way. That is some of the some of the other shoes you can feel it, and it's not so good at easier paces. This you have to put more force into this to, to engage the plate, so it kind of hides until you want it. And so that's why I talk about this shoe having some person different personalities. I really liked it. And the other really important part: this is my left the left side. I'm barely seeing anywhere. A lot of the super shoes, right? I'm the destroyer. A lot of super shoes. I will start tearing through that outsole immediately, right? And there's nobody so far has been able to really survive that except this one. Matt, Matt says that he tears through the outsole of super shoes. He has, sent, he has shipped shoes to me that he has like 40 miles on, and there's literally no poster lateral rubber left, and it would be in like a – what was one of them? Oh, my gosh. Well, you, you sent your oh, – over. You sent your – Elevon twos, they had no rubber left. And I was like, how many miles do you have? He's like, I don't know, like 40 or 60. And I'm like, what? There's no rubber. They did that with uh, the GoMeb Speed 6, how yeah. they all kind of ran a little on the, the small side. Yeah, you had to go up a half size. So he sent his over to me, and the Goodyear outsole was almost all the way. <laughs> <laughs> the funny part is, despite my wear patterns, I am also the least injured one. So I don't know how yeah, that I, <laughs> doesn't make any sense if you ever see me run i will i slam the ground i will i will yeah there's a video somewhere on dor of both of us striding <laughs> it's very different the smooth on that that one's smooth you can tear me a mile away coming and yet i'm the one running 80 100 miles a week without injury so i don't know what's going on <laughs> it's an anomaly yeah so moving forward let's keep oh, yeah thank you thank you why we need you yeah <laughs> My next question for you guys is going to be the, the flip side. Where's the area of improvement? Where's the thing that just didn't hit the mark as much for you? Um, we'll, yeah, we'll go there next. Okay, so I might be a little biased right now. Uh, when I tested these shoes earlier this week, I've, I've had a little bit of a rough week, and I just have not been feeling well. So, like, running marathon pace, regardless of the shoe, would just not feel very well. So, um, but the shoe is a little on the heavy side. I mean, 8.3 ounces in men's size nine, nine and a half. It's, it's a little chunky for a lot of the racers out there. And so I had a hard time pushing it at the faster paces, but what I would like to call like smooth fast, the shoe is beautiful. Like Matt said earlier, I mean, the marathon pace, maybe half marathon. Um, I gotta, I gotta go running it again when I'm feeling a little better to be completely honest. Cause I think I, I even acknowledged in the review that I don't know if my initial impressions or, you know, through 14 miles is, is completely accurate, but I think the weight, uh, I think it kind of alludes to the audios pro coming out soon. 
that they have that light strike pro foam and i'm interested in that because um i would like to see it with the same exact construction build stack but just reduce like even just as much as half an ounce i think would be huge like the boost is heavy i mean it's so durable and it'll run till the cows come home but it does carry some weight and so aside from like the, the awesome ride it gives it, it it does come with the price and weight so i think that's kind of my big beef with it um yes. but i still really enjoy the shoe so what about you matt i think david mentioned this the slightly long fit again it's not a deal breaker i've gone gotten around to just wearing thicker socks the slightly longer fit was a little a little off but it wasn't bad and that quickly went away just fixing that a little bit. And then I have to agree that reducing the weight a little bit, 8.3 ounces isn't horrible. I mean, people say that the, the Hoka Carbon X is a super shoe and I would disagree with that. But it is, it fits all the criteria and it's still a great shoe, but that is definitely not a shoe I would ever race in. This was only a little bit lighter, whereas this is something I would choose to race in, but it could be lighter. And that's just, Boost is good when it's, again, when it's controlled in this manner. This is one of the best uses of Boost I have felt to this day with Adidas and I like it but it could be lighter. I don't think they need nearly as much material there because there there's a good amount underneath there. And I think if they wanted this to be a little more versatile racer, racer, they would have to cut some weight off of that. And they're not far off, right? A lot of the, the super shoes right now are coming into that like seven to eight ounce-ish range, right? So the Saucony Endorphin Pro, the new Alpha Fly, they're right in that mid seven ounce range, right? So it, they don't have far to go, and the Audios has always been around that 7.9, 7.8 range, so I don't think there's that much they would have to take off. Just take the sole off, but you know, but don't do it if it means sacrificing the ride or the durability, because I expect to get a lot of miles out of this shoe, right? That This Continental rubber stuff lasts forever. Adiwear lasts forever. So I knew I'm going to get my knees right out of this shoe, so I really don't have a lot of negative comments other than it could be faster. But really, its purpose is as a marathon racing shoe, as a lightweight trainer, maybe a half marathon racing shoe. We're going to have to test it out a little bit more with those paces, but really marathon. And that's where if you've looked at a lot of the results where people have been wearing this, a lot of the athletes, they have succeeded very well at the marathon, right? The guy who won at the LA marathon last year was wearing a pair of these and just smoked it at the end. So yeah. And it was Mary Katani, I think is running yeah. in. And is it Amos Caputo? I always forget his name. Don't quote me on that. But yeah, some good people are wearing blue and it is doing things right. Like people always complain the audience was heavy for racing flat and yet it still always did well. So don't, don't pass on this one, at least give it a shot, but know it's going to be a little more versatile and a little bit more durable and you may get some more training miles and longer marathon stuff than faster stuff out of this, but still good. They did a good job, but there's just a little bit of refining that might be needed. On a side note, Fred. though, we do, I am in the raffle for the Audios Pro, so we will update you guys, and hopefully I can get a pair, and we'll let you know what Lightstrike Pro is like. Awesome. So here, I think this is the question that probably a lot of people are asking. Um, if you had to compare this to, you know, the other... Uh, marathon racing super shoes out on the market right now. Which one is it most similar to? Um, kind of where, where does it where does it fit? Who is what kind of racer is this is this shoe going to be for? So uh, Matt's running a little bit more than I have, I think. But 
I think this is going to be for the person who likes a little bit more structure, uh, a little bit more stability, but doesn't want to post it, or they still want that bouncy super shoe feel to it, and that's what this shoe can give you. It still has a bounce. I mean, it's not like a trampoline like the Vaporfly. It's not super plush like that, but it does have plenty of protection, and it does have bounce to it. It's a little bit on the firm side if you compare it to, say, the Vaporfly or the Endorphin Pro. Um, these are a little bit more plush. However, I think you feel the plate more in the Endorphin Pro versus the, the Addy Zero Pro. So that goes, I mean, it kind of ends up not being apples to apples after a certain point because it is a unique shoe. Um, I almost feel like in some ways, it's like the Speed Elite and the Endorphin Pro almost had a little bit of a baby. But it, it's more cushioned than, I don't know, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's it's got just enough protection and just a little bit of bounce, and um, it's got a little bit of structure to it too. It's a very stable and consistent ride, and I think one thing I noticed, I didn't have very much vertical oscillation, and that was actually a thought that I had when I was running. I was like, "Wow, I'm running pretty linear right now. Like this is kind of weird." So, so when you when you say that, you know the Endorphin Pro and the um, Speed Elite, the both of those have a pretty decent toe spring. It doesn't look like this one no. does so much. How, how does the toe-off feel in comparison to those? I, I think Matt and I are in agreement here, but it's, it's, like, it's more flexible for sure. But the second you flex it and you push off it, I mean, it's just as powerful as any of the other ones. Like, it's got some pop to it. So I was surprised that why I, one of the hesitations I have right now is I don't like training in carbon fiber plated shoes just because I feel like it changes my mechanics. This one I didn't have a problem in. When I'm warming up in these for a workout – it feels flexible. It feels like I can roll off that thing probably because I'm not engaged in the plate, but man, as soon as you pick up the pace, that plate comes alive and I can feel it. So yeah. that's why I'm having a really, to be honest, when you ask like what shoe would you compare it to, I can't compare it to anything else because this is very unique. I can't think of another similar to this. And I would say that this one has definitely started its own category uh, of all of the shoes. I think this is the carbon X might be the closest, but I still wouldn't race in the carbon X this is really like this is the this is the what we originally thought of as the a marathon racer. Because a lot of marathon racers back in the day really were lightweight trainers, and this really is that. Whereas a lot of the other shoes, I would not do training miles in. I would not warm up in them because it just it's they're so different from normal training shoes that it just throws my mechanics off. This one's got it. This is the like lightweight trainer marathon racing shoe, but and it does have that limitation there. But at least it can do both of them, and so it's. And you said, yeah. You said most like Carbon X. I know a lot of people say they really feel the play, like it's so stiff in the Carbon X. I haven't ran in it. You, yeah, you've ran. That's why I said they, I, I wouldn't compare it to that because again, the Carbon X does have a lot more stiffness. We've talked about okay. that doesn't work well. That's yeah. why I, said I can't really compare it to that because. This just can do both. It's got a little flexibility, but can change the stiffness when you want it. So it is really in a league of its own. So very, very happy that Adidas brought this in. It's not the lightest shoe. It's not the most like versatile at both very slow and very fast speeds. But man, you get that in the middle speeds, like those marathon pace and easy run or a tempo run. This shoe shines. I love it for that. So it's got a very... You think that this shoe um, could be suitable for someone, you know, trying to run a 
the first sub four marathon? Like, do you think it could it could go down to those paces, or do you think it they'd be better with just another tra- like a trainer to run that in? Or a- I I would think to be honest with you, unless they're used to a lightweight trainer, I would suggest probably a more traditional trainer for that because I don't know if they're going to put enough force into the ground to engage the plate. Now I don't have any evidence behind what I just said, but that's just from personal experience. Where easy runs. I'm not putting enough force into there. And as soon as that pace picks up, it is a different story. And that may be totally different for each person. So don't, I don't want to scare people away because it's a great shoe and it's going to yeah. be a little bit more like traditional and, but, but well, well worth a look. However, you know, you get decide if you want to spend 180 bucks. Right. Yeah. I, I kind of disagree actually. All right. I do agree that you would probably have to put a little bit more force into the ground and be running at a faster pace to, to truly engage the plate in that kind of a way. However, I think you said in like the term traditional, uh, the shoe is so fluid that it's like you just can get into a zone and kind of just snap. And so if you find that, let's say that smooth, fast, whatever, I don't, I don't know what to call it, but that, that marathon zone, I'm wondering if that fast is different for everyone and if at their fast they're able to get it going. I don't, I don't know. But, again, no, no evidence behind anything I just said either. But, um, each person's fast is totally different. Enough and it's flexible enough, but it's rigid enough, too, to keep that cadence just nice and smooth. Yeah. So if you're used to running in a lightweight trainer, it might not be a bad idea to have this in the rotation for those long runs and those marathon type efforts. And then maybe like you train in a different shoe, but then your long runs and your marathons are in this or something like that, you know, where it almost becomes part of a rotation, but is the shoe you reach for on race day. I'm definitely wearing these on my long run this weekend. They're pretty awesome. Yeah. (laughs) You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. All right. Time to jump into the segment. If this shoe were a blank, what would it be? Why? Uh, here's the question. If this shoe were a farm animal, what would it be and why? Because all racing shoes are similar to farm animals in some way. Just kidding. I just oh, wanted man. to say, guys, I don't have to answer it. So From Wisconsin, so that's where this question is coming that, from. That's what I was thinking. I wasn't going to say it, but... <laughs> you have farms out here in Southern California. No, yeah, we got some farms. Yeah, we uh, just used to where I live. Yeah, I'm just the happy cows, right? Yeah, we it used to be. I don't know. We're losing some of those. Farm animals, farm animals, farm animals. If you guys don't know, farm animals would it include, but are not limited to chickens. I think I think I got and, one. Oh, have you guys been to a farm before? Yes. I, I'm just <laughs> kidding. One farm in Central California. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I grew up right next to Alpenrose Dairy, man. <laughs> All right, David's got his. You go. All righty, so I'm going to go with a goat. 
and not a pygmy goat, but a full-grown goat. And here's why. For how, like, hefty those little guys are, they are so nimble, and they can get on any little thing, and they have personalities across the board. They could be cuddly one day. They could eat your entire lawn the next day. And then they could jump up on a little post if they wanted to and then just spring around. So <laughs> I'm going to go, not, not a pygmy goat, but a, a full-grown <laughs> a full grown goat. I don't know. And who knows? Maybe the shoe will become the goat. I don't know. Greatest of all time. I don't know. I'm just throwing things out there now at this point because I don't, I don't know. I don't know. If I, don't know. If I lived in Portland. They would use goats for landscaping. They would just fence yeah. off the yards and they would just let the goats go to town as a more natural way of like tearing up the land. And they they move pretty quick, so I have to respect that. <laughs> That's still as baffling me a little bit. Give me a second. If if I had to choose a farm animal, it would definitely be a farm horse. So not your racing horse, right? Not the one that goes all out and can pull like a 400 or a mile all out. This is your workhorse. This is the one that you trust to go the distance. This is one you're going to take with you on a trip just in case you need to go a little faster, just in case you need to go a little longer. I would put this as a specific farm horse. They're reliable. They don't usually kick you off. They're pretty good. I would put that as a workhorse. I like it. What is, is that a Doctors of Running hat? Apparently, we are now announcing that we have Doctors of Running hats on this episode. (laughs) Dang. I didn't even know that. That's cool. That's why I wanted to keep you on, bud. Oh, look at this. That's a distraction. Good. Now I have more hats so I don't have to get a haircut. (laughs) (laughs) And it's super, super light and breathable. Like, you could even race in it. That's why I wanted to hold it off racing. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so, so expect it in the mail soon. Oh, you're sending those our way? Yeah. What? Oh, that's awesome. We're still recording. Yeah. Thank you. That's one. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. I can't even say anything mean to you now. Yeah. Do you guys have any do you guys have any closing thoughts? I really like this shoe. I when I ordered it, I kind of wanted to hate it. And then as soon as I put it on, I'm like, oh, this is good. And this that was in my part like walking around my apartment. And then I took it out and like this, is, this just did a workout right out of the box. I really like these. It's not the lightest shoe, but this is going to be on my feet for my up-tempo long runs, occasionally for easy days, and just pretty much most of the workouts going to be doing if I want a little bit more there, and definitely if I want something stable because this really does well. Because you're not really going to find posted stability shoes anymore, and they're dying. And I found this more stable without a post than like the New Balance 1500 then the fast switch, and even the Brooks Asteria back in the day. And the Brooks Asteria irritated the heck out of my Achilles and, and my heel. This doesn't do this, but it feels just as stable in its own way without any kind of posting. So I like it. I think it's great. I wish it was just a hair lighter, but we'll see what happens with, hopefully if we get our hands on the Audios Pro. I like this. This is definitely kind of in my rotation for maybe one of those like definitely lightweight trainer of the year for sure. Definitely. I like the workhorse side of it and the durability as well. Cause I mean, this thing will run till the cows come home. Like <laughs> farm right into the ground. Awesome. Well, there is the art and the science, our thoughts on the art and the science behind putting, behind putting the Adidas Audi Zero Pro on your feet. 
Uh, thanks for listening, and please subscribe to our YouTube or uh, podcast. Leave us a review if you could as well. That helps us um, get the word out about what we're doing as well as helping us improve. So um, just give us some feedback there, and, and you can check out our website at doctorsofreading.com. We'll have all the written reviews as well as topics in rehabilitation, biomechanics, etc. So thanks for sticking with us, and we'll see you next time. Oh, weird last fact. These actually smell really nice. Even after a lot of hard, my, my feet stink. These still smell nice. So massive points. We're going to do a shoe smell uh, section for our grading from here on out. Trying to think of what farm animal smells good all the time. Not there yet. I'm not sure. You know, that cow poop smell grows on you if you're in your around it enough. Oh, it feels like home sometimes. Yeah, it does. When we lived in Delaware and would come home, it was nice. David, smell the shoe. Let me know how. What, what do you think? Am I? Is this weird? Ready. Smell test. After 15 miles. I think we should officially be done with, with this episode. Still good. Still good. It's going to hell. End? Okay. <laughs>